0: Joined on the line by Executive Secretary for the Council for the Advancement of South African Constitution, Mr. Lawson Naidu. Thanks uh, for speaking to us once again.
1: Uh, thank you, Sakina.
0: Now, Mr. Naidu, what can we read into this move by the judiciary and what does it say about the relationship between these two arms of state?
1: Well, I think, firstly, you know, it demonstrates the gravity of the, the situation and the fact that the judiciary have taken very seriously these unwarranted criticisms against the institution of the judiciary. I think it's important to make that point, that these criticisms that have emanated by senior figures in government and the ruling party have been aimed at the judiciary in general. They broad criticisms uh, that undermine the independence of the judici- judiciary, respect for the courts, and respect for the rule of law. Now, therefore, I think that that's the reason why the senior judges in the country had to come together and, and decide how to deal with this. And I think they've dealt with it in a very responsible manner by calling for a meeting with the head of the executive to, to discuss and resolve these tensions that exist between two arms of the state. And I think this stands in sharp contrast to the manner in which when there was executive encroachment into the workings of parliament, Parliament did not respond similarly and, and did not uh, take up the challenge to, uh, to express its autonomy and its independence from the executive. So I think this is a welcome development. Hopefully, the uh, executive will be uh, uh, informed about the need to respect the Constitution, which is, after all, the very foundation of our democracy.
0: But you speak of, you know, unwarranted attacks. You know, uh, uh, why do you say that? You know, what makes us so sure that these attacks are unwarranted? And are they indeed attacks or is the judiciary perhaps just overreacting to criticism?
1: Well, I think some some of the comments, for example, have been have spoken about you know predetermined outcomes, about uh, you know almost uh, a political uh, a politically driven decision making by the courts. And I think the judges in their press conference yesterday uh, emphasised the fact that they take their oath of office seriously. They apply the law and the constitution as they see it. Uh, the chief justice in his statement. Uh, recognize the fact that they are human and they will err from time to time. But there are appropriate mechanisms to deal with that. There's an appeal procedure within the court system that there is uh, uh, an opportunity to refer um, uh, decisions that one doesn't agree with to the uh, JSC and so on. So I think in these circumstances, and the point was made that If they were uh, 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 engaging with specific decisions of the court, that's fine. But when these are broad accusations to say that certain divisions of the high court have a bias against the executive, I think that is what is being railed against.
0: And uh, on the issue of separation of powers, I mean, where do we draw the line uh, between what the judiciary does and what the uh, executive does? Because that has been called into question severally of late.
1: Indeed. I mean, I think in a democracy, there's always going to be tension, and it is often said that that tension between the three arms of the state is a sign of a healthy and vibrant democracy. It's when it, it goes beyond uh, being healthy tensions, and I think we've, we've crossed that mark here in, in, in relation to the, uh, to the, uh, to the judiciary. And I, and I think it is important that we, 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 de- we demonstrate that, uh, that whilst the three arms of state are equal, uh, when it comes to issues of determining the legality and constitutionality of the exercise of public power, that is, the ma- that is a matter that, in terms of our constitution, vests with the courts, and the executive and parliament must respect the autonomy of the courts in carrying out that uh, mandate and function.
0: Uh, and doesn't that cut both ways? Shouldn't the judiciary also have a respect the executive and, you know, the extent to which their powers run?
1: Oh, absolutely, they must, and I think you know uh, the, the courts have have largely been very careful about doing that. And for example, will we'll not, uh, we'll not enter the terrain of policy making and, and, and suggesting what policies government should, uh, uh, should follow, but rather an, uh, analyzing the, 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 impl- the executive action in, in the context of the laws and the constitution specifically. Where they cross that line, of course they must be held to account because that's not part of their function. Policy making is a, is, is a prerogative of the executive and if that line is crossed, then it is legitimate to to, to engage with that. But, But there's no example that has been provided at the moment where that line has been crossed.